This is John Back, and you're listening to People in Cincinnati Making Cool Shit. So what's up? So right. tell me where we are right Let's now. go outside. You want to go outside? All right. We're at 1275 Bud Street in Cincinnati, Ohio. It's a weird little dead-end industrial road cut off by two raised train tracks just west of the city. I'd say one and a half miles. Very close, but very odd. So we were like, where the hell are we? Oh, there's, yeah. there's an auto dealership right yeah. over here, weirdly. Dunbar, the guys that collect the money in the armored trucks, they're right up the street to really? show you the level of inconspicuity this place has. <laughs> they don't they do not do a storefront note to your heart with those places usually. Yeah. The bags of money. That makes sense, yeah, the millions. Is this your whole building yours? So we are in a lease situation with okay. option to buy at the end of the lease and it's seven months and we're three weeks into the lease so we're still moving in. Like we're, Some of our tools aren't even powered yet. And you guys were in Walnut Hills before this? Well, so we first started in the back of Frame Shop, which is like a little 300 square foot spot. Then we got a storefront across the street, which is now Goods, which is just an abandoned building on Main Street. We're very, you know, we're part of the revitalization. Yes. We put paper up in the windows. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then we went to Walnut Hills. And then we just came from Jim Beam off 75. Oh, okay. So it's the big distillery. You'd smell it when yeah. you got done. So is this just cheaper and closer for you guys? Um, yeah. I and mean, this is, it's able to be purchased. Okay. But it's a big brick building, so it's leaky and squeaky. Um, here and there, but they have heat throughout, fire suppression, and it's been the code. So since any opera owns it, that's who we're buying it from. And, and saw the sun. Been, yeah, and they've been they've been storing their sets here for like 30 years. So that's when cool. we came in here, they've been moving out. They'll be here today probably. These are their trailers and their dumpsters. But they oh, this have, isn't yours, this isn't frame shop? Track? No, I mm-hmm. wish. We'll try to get one of those someday. But they literally would have scenes of, like upstairs, I'll show you one of the things we inherited is a castle. It's 45 feet long by like 60 feet tall. It's 100 and some pieces and it's made of like styrofoam and plywood, but it's like a set. And that's what this building was full of. So whatever's in the building you have access to? They moved everything out and they're leaving their scraps. But when the oh. opera's trash is like my super treasure. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. So like, uh, that's like a pretty artistic uh, salvaged wood frame situation. Or we dedicate a section of the building to like this mini museum of the opera you know in mm, cool you know in remembrance of you know and for them selling this to us at a great price and just being really wonderful like they didn't have to do a lease to own they could have just sold this to anybody but they really want this to be activated with art but realistically frame shop only needs one floor of space and we've even considered taking multiple floors and take like a, a section because we want to really offer this to the city so maybe event space definitely studio spaces and then definitely and hopefully other companies like frame shop who are you know, multiple employees working with wood because we, we just love to bounce ideas around with other craftsmen anyway and work on collaborative projects. Like what better than to have a space that they can yeah, be in too. What's the parking situation? I so mean, CSX, the train company owns these two, all the land around these race train tracks. So we rent this diagonal space across the street or triangle space uh, for 95 bucks a month, which is a good price. <laughs> but there's this amazing lot next door that can hold like hundred cars. It's already blacktop and it has like the ruins of old concrete poured train trusses that are like decommissioned it just feels like you're in rome or something kind of dirty 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 well this is like the the, kind of the seedy underbelly of the what cincinnati's industrial side used to look like right this is great you're dusting it off a little bit and giving it back to the city we opened a door open like for the first time in 50 years and a couple windows and it was like the building almost like breathe breathe like you could feel it like oh my god thank you (sighs) yeah so it's been fun Uh, so we got loading docks which is wonderful um, before we were on the you know the third floor of a huge building, so everything was elevator driven, and it was like a really small elevator. This thing you can fit a car in, cool, um, which is great. So deer this head. is yeah, Deerhead. That's where we hang our rejected mats, but it <laughs> fell off the wall a couple times. You can tell. It's, yeah. Oh, his grills all busted. Grills busted up. So table saw. That's our sanding room there. You can see through. That's our chop room in the corner. Then we join everything over here. Let's go look at. The, we'll do a quick frame shop tour, and then we'll do a building tour. 
Yeah, we saw the little, uh, we saw like a playroom, there's an arcade. Uh, yeah. Something back <laughs> yeah, there. We're, yeah, we're opening an arcade. Uh, <laughs> so all the picture frames that I've just kind of, we've inherited or they were the wrong size or whatever. Mm -hmm. So we, when we get somebody a really good deal, we can pull stuff off of here and like retrofit it, you know, cut mats and stuff. So this cool. is kind of our wall, but this is where we join everything. And then this is our clean side, which we divided with plastic. And this is where we do the mat and glass cutting and all that. But again, we're still like moving in. So I mean, yeah. we still got tables that aren't like built. And you guys have like a lot sweat. of stuff though, surprisingly. Yeah, well we've, yeah, we've inherited, I mean, we built this very slowly, but yeah. consistently. Mm -hmm. So even tool wise, I mean, we're always looking for the next thing. I mean, we're proud of that big old compressor. Can't wait till it gets hooked up. We're gonna run lines everywhere. Cool. So it's like, you know, we have a lot of pneumatic tools and then just spraying off your workspace. But like that's such an upgrade for us. So what's like the the ground like your workshop square footage? What does that look like? Uh, so this each floor of this building is roughly fourteen thousand square feet. Okay. And our lease before we buy it is for the one floor. So okay. and that's like really where we need to be fourteen thousand square feet. Okay. We're broken, you know, fifty fifty between wood shop and framing, which most framers are just framing. Mm -hmm. um, but we're you know we're a full wood shop. We're buying trees and making our own profiles, and that's like the big difference. Um, most framers just buy molding from national suppliers and cut and assemble. Sure. Which is fine too. And we we do buy from other suppliers, but we just, we like the level of care we can give to it. So then this is that, but like that door hasn't been open in 50 years. I opened the one over here and it was like, whew. and then these, I mean, we'll bring these back to life. You're just looking at it in a train yard, but this feels like a cave right now. Yeah. And well, it shouldn't be. It feels like, uh, you know, you take those tours of old lagering rooms and mm -hmm. old uh, and brewery spaces, like granaries. That's what this feels like. Or a murder chamber, you know. Yeah. Well, two. do you know anyone that wants to move in here? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's stairs everywhere. So this is where the plumbing is. There's no. There's only one bathroom in the far corner over here, but there's access to plumbing in that corner and then here. So as we develop the building, we're like, all the bathrooms will be like in this corner on each floor, uh -huh. just because it's already, it's already there. There's also a, a scale that's probably from the 1920s. Yeah. Does it work? How much you weigh? I don't know, 100, 155 pounds ish. Really? Something like that. I think the, this thing moves around. What are these though? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to Because these, oh, do you take these off? I, Maybe you can take those off. Then you slide them on here, possibly. But then, then you're not, really doing a conversion. Yeah, I'm not really an expert on uh, old timey skills. <laughs> All know, right. I'll have to figure it out. All right. Uh, we'll hop on this elevator, but everyone's got to grab a stand on a wheeled cart. It's all about safety around here. Okay. I so we stand on wheels. Can we all stand on the same wheel? Yeah, yeah, sure. Perfect. It's like a community skateboard. So these are, what are they now? So this is a glimpse of, yeah, so there's a, I'm terrible. There's an opera, it's an Egyptian themed opera. It starts with the A, Zuku, Riku. I don't know. But when people see the stuff, they know it right away, like people that know it. So that's from something, if you know what it's from. Yeah. Basically. Great. I call them spirit sticks, and I'm hoping we get some, but this looks like they're obviously packing this up. So, yeah. Unfortunately, I can't leave you with the spirit. Are we working? That's okay. Yeah, I think so. Cool. I mean, well, I'm gonna, when we get up top, I'm gonna take a second and listen just yeah. to make sure we sound good. That's fine. I think we sound great. Yeah. The acoustics in this elevator are really nice. This is the smoothest freight elevator I've ever been on in my whole life. And that is a great point. And the other note is you push a button and it goes to the floor. You don't have to hold it and yeah, stop it, which right. is, this is like a big threshold for usability on the other building. We couldn't be like, yeah, come on up to the fourth floor. Like somebody's got to come down and get you because uh -huh. you don't know how to use this elevator. Yeah. Like my grandma's not going to lift these doors and stuff, but any, any able-bodied mm -hmm. person I, I feel very comfortable would be able to use this elevator. So we're stepping off a freight elevator onto a big, empty, mostly 
Fourth floor. floor. So tallest ceiling, it's got a slant, um, but this is what we think maybe could be events or open exhibition space. Yeah, this um, is great. I mean, this could easily be a gallery. Of, yes. And that's the difference with the, the, the windows. Like some of the floors are more boarded up than others, but the ones that have the windows open, it's like, it feels really good. Unfortunately, there was a building on this side of the building, so there's no windows and like the best spot for a window. Uh, so as we're walking architects through, we're like 20 foot picture window, framing the skyline, like, is it feasible? What do we have to do? How much does that cost? Because like, I think it's almost imperative if this is the prime space of the building, that it has to, it has to tell you how close you are to the city. Because right now you feel like you're in the back cave, you're like off, but like, I want that reminder that like, but no, you're like right there. Yeah. Like, so I got important. chills a little bit just imagining that and stepping into this, like, I feel like we're walking in history. There's going? like the spooky old desk. I guess that's all if you want. I don't need a desk. Okay. I, I have a desk. Uh, but I appreciate it. Yeah. This is just really fucking cool. And there's the rooftop. Is that where you guys were? Yeah. Having your morning meeting? Yeah. Kind of. That was cool. I, I want, uh, I'd love for Eric to get a picture of you guys like sitting up there. That'd be great. We'd love to have a photo of us sitting here. We haven't taken like one picture of being here. We're kind of like in secret right now. Yeah. I had no idea you were here. Yeah. And then I just coincidentally was like, I, I want to start this podcast because yeah. I'm bored and I think it's interesting. And I was like, dude, I have so much to say. Yes, please. Yeah. Um, I need to talk. So I know you were part of uh, that grant competition recently. Yeah. The big pitch. Yeah, the big pitch. Yeah, did I'm you, sour. Did you not get it? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> no, no, <I'm laughs> kidding. no um, it was a great process. I really enjoyed it. I learned a lot. Actually, I didn't. I was a little. I thought it might have been a waste of time, honestly. Like, I was like, do I really want to get in this? But I, I learned so much and I felt really good about doing it from that perspective. Um, but I didn't win, so that's sad. How many competitors were there? Eight. What was the premise behind the competition? So big pitch, what I thought was a big idea uh -huh. um, that needed some encouragement with $15,000. So our big pitch wasn't this building, which this very well could have been our big pitch, but that 15,000 doesn't even dent this thing. Um, so our pitch was and is, and it's something we're just doing. And it might've hurt me because I said that we're doing this regardless if we win, but it's the truth is we're opening Hyde Park. And okay. that 15000 would have almost covered the year lease. Oh, okay. Even though we signed a three-year lease, like we're still taking massive risks. We're still opening another shop, stretching resources. But if we would have won the competition, had 15000 in an account to pay the rent, we could have focused on the creative part. The creative part and getting sales and yeah. the, the dirty stuff and have a year buffer. So realistically, that was probably a better pitch right there, what I just did, <laughs> than what I delivered on stage. So maybe it's my fault, but ultimately, I think we should have won. So, well, there's always out. opportunities, and uh, you know we're getting the word out now. So I think... Uh, yeah, I only did this because I think you're going to bring me tons of business. I think so. I mean, all my family members will probably listen to this. Oh, and great. And Eric's too, so. Great. So that's what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> so uh, everyone in the families, uh, we look forward to seeing you soon at Frame Shop, Main Street. Mom, uh, give us a call. You need anything framed? It's 1275 Bud Street. My mom loves the opera, so she it, might come down and just look at your See, and, and, and doesn't that elevate us? The opera's old oh, building? I love the, uh, the historical Cincinnati aspect of things. Mm -hmm. That's really neat. And that was like a must do for us, like as far as putting our flag in the ground and being like, this is where we're going to, you know, we've established a company, but this is where we're going to grow the company. Uh -huh. Like it had to be for me, it was, had to be big, had to be bigger than us because I wanted it to be a partnership driven thing, endeavor. Um, I wanted to force that. And then it had to have significance somehow, like whatever the case may be, it had to be significant. Uh, historically to Cincinnati. So this was built as the artistic furniture company it says it on the side right here uh -huh. it's ghosted it's barely visible but then there's a painter's palette like that weird oval shape mm -hmm. um we kind of want to bring that back we might name the building that i don't know but then the other thing is afterwards it was it was the american carriage company 
and they built carriages here, big horse-drawn carriages. I guess that explains those big doors in the back. Exactly. On the and all that stuff was probably put in by them, secondary. Um, but then their tagline was, this way sinners. And uh-huh. it says it on the building a couple of times. Oh, I love and that. In the I know. This way sinners. Wow. I know. That is great. So you, you ought to do something with that. I know. So we don't, we're still like, we're just like in research and development phase. Just like, we're going to live in it for the seven month term. Hopefully we find no issues with structural engineers and, you know, soil tests and everything we got to do. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to go all in, but like, we want to name it. We want to tell, you know, we want to uh-huh. tell the story about it. What's the time frame for actually how long do you think it would be to develop the space? Yeah. I mean, if we go like really grassroots with it, which is probably what we'll do is like find somebody who wants some space kind of get a sense of what space they want, what they need, and then we build out that space to them. The interesting thing about that is in its spec build, so it, it can't be somebody that needs it tomorrow, but it's somebody that in eight months can move in and have the bathroom exactly how they want, pick the tile, mm-hmm. and you know, and we're not gonna go crazy. We're and gonna be invested keep it, in space. And be invested in the space. But this is where the plumbing is on every floor too. So that other side there could be bathroom, and then like this. So we have the idea of, you know, this could be a hallway over to there, and then these all these bays are natural studio spaces. Yeah. So we kind of want to do like a, an artist studio floor and then maybe try to get some companies on like a whole floor. Yeah, this is like the West Side, like Pendleton Art Center. I like that. I've been trying to, because there is a comparison there. Like Pendleton is the player in the game right now that does studio space, but they're booked up. It's, yeah. it's established. It's it's old school. This is like the this is like the the new, the making more space. This is I mean, growing. I feel like we're in a bigger city. Like this is like a Chicago thing, like a New York thing. Yeah. We're walking around a space. Like people, like you open it up on the weekends, people can come through, visit all the shops, spend money, exactly. drink wine. Maybe get a, yeah, drink, have, have some kind of a bar or cellar situation. Have a band play. A band play. And my, my guys, as you were saying, Constantine, they, all of them are musicians for the most part and really in the music scene. So like, we want to support the music scene here. We want, like there's, we want to make it reflect like what we we're not doing this to make money. We want it to not cost money right. or like not kill us, but we want to we want to do what we want to do. And we're into music and art mm-hmm. in Cincinnati. So that's what we're going to do. And the more that's there, the better off you are. Yeah. yeah. All boats rise with the tide. That's what sure. that's what they say. I like that. Yeah. That's true, actually. Yeah. It seems like it would be true. Like some of them don't sink. They all. all you know, yeah. I mean, the tide if, comes if the tide came up and your boat was just gone, that would be unfortunate. It's a bad boat. That's a bad <laughs> you Go to the who bought it? Yeah. Who you the boat? New boat. <laughs> <laughs> You got to get that flex seal. Um, okay, well, let's... Uh, what do you want to do? Get on the roof? Yeah, sure. I guess so. You want to go on the roof or we, there's a basement or we can run around outside or whatever? Let's uh, let's see the basement first. Okay. Because I, w- I would love to see the roof and I'd love Eric to get some shots of like the We city. grab the guys. And grab the guys, yeah. Okay. And I want to check the levels and stuff when we get back downstairs. And if, if we get down there and they're still playing foosball, that is a solid 30-minute foosball match, right? And yeah. that's unacceptable for uh, uh, early morning? Or I, I mean... I think in a creative company, you got to have some freedoms, but it's but, still, but it, it's but still 30, a company. Like, like 30 minutes. It, it still costs money to, to be here. Like, sorry, boys. <laughs> but who won? I, never, I got one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. People are ready to, you know, when they're ready to go, they're ready to go. And we always say that we're project based because, you know, we have orders and, and customers, and as long as they get taken care of, it's like, I yeah. don't, they don't need to be spending every second doing something as long as our customers clients are taken care of you know it's project based in that way and you also i'm I'm assuming don't have hours here uh so we don't um we i mean it's monday through friday but they come in on the weekends when you know we really are behind or if they because the thing is like if someone was taking a day off like all they have to do is shoot everyone a text and be like you know not yeah whatever (laughs) like i don't want you know you don't gotta fake your sickness if you got a show tonight and you don't feel prepared for your show, 
And they're big boys. I mean, they'll catch up. I mean, they got responsibility. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing is like care about this, and Mm -hmm. they'll care about it. Like that's all I want them to do anyway is care about it. So like, and they do. So I feel like a lot of people will say it's this like a millennial mindset. Like, oh, we want to do whatever we want, blah blah blah. But if you're putting out a good quality product that people want, like who cares how you come up with it? I mean, I think it's braggable that maybe that's why you can. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Sitting at a desk, you know, how productive can you really be? Right, but not every job fits that description. So right. I don't want my... Like an accountant can't just be like, ah, I got a, a <laughs> gig later. <laughs> sorry, your taxes will wait. Wait, I, I got a foosball match. Yeah, I'm, your, I'm your, uh, <laughs> your quarterly review will wait. So the basement's like still big ceilings or tall it's, ceilings. It's mostly horrifying. But it's very frightening. <laughs> That's crazy. Isn't it cool? Because like this is a, there's like a casting company out of Northside that might want to use this for warehousing. So like this could be a way to make some revenue for the building. Like sure. just, you know, do rows of shelves or pallet everything. The place sits on Apple. I don't know, actually. I, the realtor that's selling us the place connected us with somebody that also reached out about having some space. But then we also had the idea of, there's access from upstairs down here from like the street. So like this could be a really cool like kind of cellar, bar, wine situation. But at the same time, the roof is the other place you'd really want to be. This kind of isn't the spot you probably want to be, right? I, I don't, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So like we inherited this stuff. Oh. I haven't even looked through it yet. I only took one upstairs. Describe these. Uh, they're very large plywood pieces painted to fit together like jigsaw. There's a ooh, an airplane, a cutout, a stencil airplane. By the way, it's gonna sound really good with <laughs> Yeah, there's a compressor in the corner. All right, yeah, let's. But like, look at this guy. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. I know, and it moves. Does that go on top? No, uh, I don't know. So I took one upstairs. Oh no! It missed all the electronics. I just spilled coffee all over myself. Oh my god! Right where, right where I would pee if I peed myself. Actually, that's what I do. I pee myself and then I spill things. I make a big scene so that you can't tell. It. I just pee myself. See, it's a very natural work environment. What'd you say? Horror it's very a natural work environment, oh, okay. not, not a horror environment. So, well, but I mean, look, heaters. This actually, could be heaters. Ah. You get heat down here. It's not like it's a forgotten space. Like you can make this, you could build this out into something. I, yeah, I guess uh, I'm sure if they had props stuff down here, they needed to keep the temperature somewhat regulated during the the winter. And hmm. well, this is great. Interesting. It is cool. So these windows can be exposed. They built like covers over them, but you take those covers off. That's like a, a diagonal space that light can come down in here. And then this one is the entrance. It's right by the front door. So okay. like this space could be activated and be like parked and dropped down into it. So even like, I mean, I, I don't think it's really office but with those two windows, this could become like, someone could work here, potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the idea of having Otter. other other makers in here building things. Like, uh-huh. this perfect space for like a wood shop or a right. pottery or... Right. All the electricity is good for all things like that or... So there's plenty of electric here, but it has to be run like, oh, into the building okay. and the box is there. So actually today, this morning, I went to an electric supplier and ordered all the wire. You guys gonna do that yourselves? I'm just gonna, my dad's an electrician. Okay. So I'm just gonna run the wire in the first floor where we need it for our tools and then he's gonna come and actually hook it all, hook it all up. But like, I'm just doing the legwork, getting up on the ladder and stapling the wire. Yeah, like you probably. Just cause we're temporary right now. I'm just, that's not even a full-time setup. That's just like to get us up and running. Yeah. And if you got electrocuted to death, it would probably like wreck your future plans. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> the undo button, as they call that. Well, 100%. none of this matters. <laughs> yeah.
Oh, but check this out. Free fireplace? Yeah, and it's made of foam. It's like light. You can like strap this to the top of your car. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, it's heavy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a prop, so we're going to take that to frame shop for our ho- holiday setup. I love that. And we'll hang like, we'll put it against the wall, put like a big, maybe we'll do like a tacky Christmas photo and do it over the. You can put like a flat screen in there and put the Netflix like uh, log fire TV Ooh. show on. There you go. Ooh. We do that at home because you know fireplaces is like where we live. I don't know where Wait, what? Where we live, you, there's no fireplaces in the building. They're all bricked up. No, oh, I see. We have a gas one, but it smells like gas. Yeah. <laughs> and my wife really is frightened about that. She's like, yeah. it smells like gas. Oh, like, you got- can we turn that off? <clears throat> I'm like, we have this amazing fireplace. I never get to use it. You guys live over on what, Main Street? Yep. Been on Main for eight years now. You gonna uh, stick around? Yeah, we bought the place like a little less than a year ago, but oh. we've been living there for that long. So cool. We've. But it's yeah. funny, as soon as you buy it, then you start considering well, yeah. we had a baby too. I guess that changed things. Yeah, I just we looked at a really cool apartment at um, it's like right across from Motor. Oh yeah, there was like the second floor unit was open. It was really cool, but it sold like in a day. Yeah, and that's that's good and bad. So this is the stain room. This is where we stain. So here we go. We can yeah. see some frames in, in progress. So you know our big thing is you know right now is utilitarian cut hardwoods. We think of, I think of it like steaks. Like we buy the finest steak, finest uh-huh. meats, and then we cut it right. U- utilitarian. Hardwood. hardwood but i mean our future and then you know we do our salvage this is barnwood but we plan on doing eventually raised corners and getting into more gold leafing and, and bringing back some of the traditional arts but like the base is strong wood cut straight mm-hmm. like this so i mean we're, we're, we're going to stack our fundamentals and it just makes frame shop have 100 years of innovation ahead of itself just learning the things that have been done before us not even including the, the tech future stuff you could do with frames mm-hmm. and the new materials that come out every day in this world. So it's like, we're really trying to refine backwards and then maybe we'll try to do some, you know, but like, like it's really, we're, we're built in tradition. Yeah, I mean, it fits the vision for the building yeah. too. I mean, right. the history of the building. If we're doing acrylic rounded with LED light frame, you know, it, you would feel like it would be like a new steel building in blue ash. Yeah. <laughs> a lab. A lab. Or, so or like the gantry building in Northside. <laughs> Oh, is that, that the new one? Right off the yeah, that yeah. building. That's... Oh, but it has a name, and you know the name. Not so not terrible. <laughs> Only because it's because I live in Northside. Mm. Everyone says "fuck the gantry." Yeah, okay, that's the name. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. But yeah, so these are these are were probably clear coated and stained yesterday, and they're drying. So this is our stain room. So it's on the clean side of the space, and it's got a little couple more barriers and our drying rack and. We're probably going to build like seven more tables for this room. So even this stuff we inherited from the opera, these are just old risers. Like when they do a set, they might have three layers and they'll stack these. And, you know, they have rounded ones. We just were like, if there's a, if they're square or rectangular, keep them. We want them. Yeah. Like, and yeah. then they were just going to throw them in the dumpster. Wow. Uh, so all we do is cut some four by fours, throw them up in there. We got tables. I mean, this is no lie, $100 of plywood. Yeah. Or $100 in wood. Because like they're actually braced really nice. Like very, people stood on them. Yeah. You know, wait. Well, yes. Yeah, so and then they even have a lot of them have like handles. Uh, this one doesn't like etched, carved into it, so you can like grab them, so you can yeah. pick them off the ground. So it's just even like that is like probably thousands of dollars in benefit from. Absolutely. I love the story of how you're taking the history for Cincinnati, not only the building but the things inside, like the the opera stuff, the risers, repurposing them. It's really great. I mean, it, 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 it's like you almost couldn't do that. Like yeah. you almost like how it's so it's like served up and so beautiful. It's just working. It'd be so wasteful and yeah. like just ignorant of the possibility. You would yeah. To, it, to it, if this would hit the garbage can, it would just be like yeah. So many hit. people missed the ball and like didn't see how this could transition into hey, yeah. you guys want to use these? 
Yeah, I mean, even if you didn't use it as tables, it could be like a little stage for some little musician space somewhere. Bingo. For a show. Or something. Just yeah, not, just anything. Anything. So Millennials. If, if someone wants to, if, if today somebody wants to buy a frame, yeah, like where do they go to see you and talk about frames and? Thank you. Uh, so Main Street, thirteen seventeen Main. Yeah. Been forever, and we're opening in Hyde Park, but uh, we may make this like a warehouse type store. We may like encourage people to come here. Then they would probably be talking to Alexander Giel here. Uh, so I gotta make sure he feels comfortable and clear that we would send customers here because that's like that changes the game. He's over here doing lots of work, it and then. The game. You know. Well, it's kind of like the original mattress factory where you can come and you can, you can push on the spring. I say that to yeah. people and some people look at me crazy and some are like, it all makes sense in that moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yes, I agree with you. Yeah, John Trzinski or whatever yeah. his name is. From the yeah, original. the original mattress factory. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm trying to, lay, yeah. You want to lay on the bed before you buy the bed. Maybe here you want to see the slab of wood. Yeah. But then now you're not working on somebody's work. You're showing some lady a slab of wood. Yeah. Kind of changes. Shh. the. Alexander, show me some wood, you know? Yeah. I thought she, she was, might say. I thought this was kid friendly. It is. We're talking about. Oh, friends. I see. I see. I see. <laughs> <laughs> so here's where we keep all the artwork. Great. Flat files. Check it out. So what's in there? Uh, like your artwork. If you brought it into the shop like last week, it's sitting in there. It's been measured. Okay. The frame will it's start. Client, do you, do you have things like people can just come in and buy, or is it so all? We, this is all like client supply, customer supply. Sell so much art. Final Fridays, we try to have a show and we sell some art, but like. The whole thing with frame shop is like it's you you're bringing your, your things vision, yeah. your your love for something and then we frame it for you sure um but yeah i mean and we've also kind of i said the word inherited a lot i just uh-huh. we've accumulated mm-hmm. a lot of prints and things and we probably could if this was a warehouse store display those and have art for sale and stuff like that so so in the, let me ask you a question in the digital age you know a lot of people take their take photos with their cell phones they're not taking they're not printing out photos so if i'm a, if i'm you know, 20-something college graduates got my first apartment, but I really want to have like something nice framed or give it as a gift. What's the best way, like to, what would you suggest that to they print. do? Yeah, like to print. Yeah, to get something that, to get framed, would you, would you go buy like an artistic print? Right. Or would you go to like Kinko's and print it out? Right, so I mean, it's, people do all of those things. Um, Robin Imaging in OTR is like the best printer as far as quality, but you're talking hundreds of dollars for the print. Some people aren't looking to do that, especially if they're gonna spend hundreds with us and you could get a photo quality print uh, we work with Nate and, oh yeah, but you could do kink. I mean, what do you got? You can go to the public library and use the makerspace. Bingo. So, public library makerspace. And, and again, that's your storyline. How did you, like like you said, like the digital age, you kind of do lose your fingers in the process. So like mm-hmm. we could buy a printer and do that. If like, if the volume of requests hit a certain level and maybe in Hyde Park it will. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. And then we'll cross that bridge. But like now I'm okay with like not having a, a form or direction to tell somebody to go. It's like, I don't know. It's like, bring in what you want to frame. Like, yeah, we can frame your cell phone if you're giving me your cell phone. But if you want a picture, get, you know, get the picture. Yeah. So what's like a, what's like the most interesting thing you guys have framed? Like oh, the weirdest thing. Weirdest thing. When, when they were doing Woodward and they pulled up some yes. of the floorboards. Old beer found, cans. Yeah. They found an, uh, like an old Huda pole can that was like perfectly preserved oh, under the cool. In on Woodward on Main Street. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. And that's the kind of story, you know, that's why we don't want to sell art as much as we want those. We want yeah. that discovery to be important. Yeah. And now that's sitting in motor. Yeah. Uh, in, a, in a frame that there you go. frame shop made. 
Bingo. Yeah, that's great. We did an elephant painting and like at the time, like a, an elephant painted it, not a painting of an elephant. And at the time I was like, this is so amazing. Like this is so unique. And I think since then we've done two more. So yeah. I was going to answer, like if, last year I would have said elephant painting, but I, apparently that's, it's more common than a beer can found under an old stage. Yeah. On the story. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean, there's how many Ansel Adams prints are there, you know, of like yeah. landscapes, but an interesting thing like a beer can or yeah. umbilical cord or a, some found piece of right. history is like And the three dimensional stuff like, we, since we're a wood shop, not just a framer, we don't have to find molding that works with your thing. Like we, we can make you. Yeah. Uh, like even at just Ryan House, we just made their t-shirt display. And this is really cool. It's, I mean, it's borderline cabinetry and yeah. you can open it up, they can change out the shirts and it's just, it looks awesome. And it's like, no one's gonna have that display. I bet they sell more t-shirts because of it. Yeah. yeah. But it, it, I'm glad that they took the time to think it was that important and come to us. Cause you know, I'm not gonna say we're expensive, but we're not cheap. It's not just, a, we're not a quick fix. We're really, let's craft something and figure something yeah. out. Yeah. But frames, that's yeah. the thing is we don't want, like, you know, we could probably make tables. We could do different things, but to really grow the business, I think it's very important that our customer comes to us for one thing and we can streamline and yeah. quantify each process. Cause like, even on this path of getting to where we're at, we've lost ourselves price-wise on certain things. I was just like, we haven't been charging for this process that some things get and some don't. And it takes us so much time. And like the time is the most valuable thing that we have here. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we're a very utilitarian company, so we manage our money very well. Most of it goes to our employees, and you know, so it's it's our time is the most valuable thing. Sure. So we're getting smarter about just that, but I think keeping it just framing is like. And I feel like it could be so easy to get distracted because you have so many opportunities. And everyone's an artist. Yeah. So it's like ideas, I mean, it's like, let's not run with it yet. Let's keep thinking on it. Let's keep throwing it out there as a group yeah. and let's have somebody pay us for it up front before we do it. Yeah. Because then you get lost in discovery. Do you give the employees creative freedom with each project so that they're working So it's the on? customers, the client, you right. know what I mean? So um, we have, our retail side has to translate to our production side what to do essentially. Right. And right now it's Lauren. Um, he's gonna be opening the shop at noon today and he's really good about working with the customer through, and he knows the shop and how we do everything here. So when he's selling something, he knows its value, he knows what it is, and he can talk him through the process. If the customer is like, which we love and we do get, do whatever you want, we 100% want that and we wanna we want to do every project like that. Right. Cause like we're not here to play games and screw around with your artwork. Like we wanna make it amazing and we're only gonna make good decisions for you. But we need to know what's offensive to you color wise or what size is it. You know, if, it, if your wall space is only 48 inches, we don't wanna make a 60 inch piece. <laughs> right. But we would hang a diagonal maybe. I'm yeah, sure. I mean, <laughs> would you cram it in there? <laughs> we'll, I mean, we'll, we'll get it in there. Yeah, we'll knock a wall out. Yeah, I mean, we'll build a wall. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we want is tell us what not to spend, to not spend more than, if you say, I, I don't want to spend more than 250 bucks on this, my goal is to deliver something to you for 220 bucks. Right. You know, and like, we'll just design within those constraints and then we want to under deliver a little bit on it. I mean, sometimes we don't, and we, we're honest with people too. Like we've had a couple of pieces that we took on cause we're like excited about the size or whatever. Um, we just did like a 10 foot piece. We actually had to like join wood together to make the span. Mm. It was so big. We've never done that. Just even the transportation of the frame was like outside of our traditional, but we jumped all over. We we're so excited about it. Yeah. But uh, then you're like, ah, oh, got to do one to really know what all that was about. Yeah. yeah so we're still hitting those because we're, I mean, we're three years old, so we're still seeing new stuff sure. every day. So I think we always will see new stuff too. Has uh, has Cincinnati been kind of? I have a lot of notes here. Okay. Oh, you have notes. I'm just, I'm just I thought you were emailing during this, and I was actually going to make a comment. No, 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 no. I'm not that rude. I'm looking, gonna, I'm looking at my questions. Like, this guy's this guy's so important. No, He's no, got no, multiple no, no. things. I'm looking. I'm, I'm trying to see. Like, did uh, we covered a lot of things? But okay. uh, has Cincinnati been? You know, living and growing up here has it been like instrumental to like your success? Do you feel like you could have got this opportunity elsewhere, or like is it you kind of like right place, right time? Right place, right time is a big one. 
um, I think I'm inspired more than anything because like I knew Cincinnati growing up as a different place as I know Cincinnati now. Sure. And it's been it feels like I'm in a different place, and it I think it is. It was a different place. I mean, absolutely. I remember being a sophomore in high school and talking about the riots and OTR, and none of us came down here no. for ten years. And that's all we knew was the riots. Yeah. Yeah. That was what Over the Rhine was yeah. in my head for years of my life. Absolutely. Or Vine Street on the way to a Reds game. Roll your windows up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it should be clarified for the record. On that we're street. all from uh, like northern suburbs of the city. Yeah. I mean, How do you say when people say where are you from? I say, say Princeton Sh- High School. Yeah, or I say Sharon. Say I say Sharonville. I'm not really from Sharonville. I'm from like Sycamore Township, but depends on who I'm. If I'm talking to somebody that's from the city, or if I'm talking to somebody from. Right. That, yeah. I, that I know is not from I mean, here. it's Cincinnati. If because somebody is going, if they're from Cincinnati, they're going to ask what high school? where I went to high school. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they might ask who your like fifth grade teacher was because yeah. it's deep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, it, it depends on who, if they ask. If I know they're Catholic, I'll say I went to Moeller. Yeah. Oh, I went there for two oh, years. Oh, then you're there. like a high five yeah. in the game. Yeah. What do you want? Chest bump. Yeah. What do you want? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Alexander Gill, for the record, went to Moeller. So uh, all of our Catholic customers, uh, please we see like Alexander Gill. A testament to the artistry of Moeller. It's not all jocks. It's also uh, artists. And- I can imagine Gil being a standout at Moeller. Well, I think I remember hearing there's more artistic scholarships than there are sports scholarships. Yeah. Moeller graduates. Is that, Is that real? Yeah, I mean, that's huge. That's like the big thing. Uh, that's like why I went to well, there you go. It worked. There you go. Now they here you are. So Alexander Gill is, is such an icon that he has a garment of clothing that is iconic. And it's a, it's a vest that has a magnetic chest on one side. And he keeps uh, oh, hard, hardware and small tools. I've seen that. Yeah. See? That's pretty cool. Yeah. You're the guy. Yeah, he's the guy. You're the magnetic chest guy. That's what I'm saying. The vest has its own thing. The vest is its own. The vest, I, actually, I wonder where the vest is when he's not wearing it. Like, if the vest is like out having its own day now, too. Like, <laughs> ah, the vest had other stuff. Run errands today. Had to stock up on hardware. Well, I'm picturing it like accidentally stuck to the back door of the car. <laughs> you're going on the highway. It's and the vest is, yeah. Oh, that's disrespectful. But that could be a nice fringe. <laughs> a great nice fringe. Thanks for listening. I hope you learned some pretty cool shit. For more episodes and amazing write ups and photos for every interview, check out podcast.johndavidback.com.